0: Welcome back to Kafaru Cast, everyone. Frank and I are on the mic, and uh, we've got a uh, well. This is the first time we've we've got five people total in here, so this may, might be interesting. But uh, we have got the entire Clem family, sort of. Tony Clem finally came down. Uh, I've known Tony since 2000. Yeah, he was the little one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You were probably four, five. Yeah, how old are you now? So Tanner's here too, uh, Tanner, Clem, so you too, thanks for coming on. Yeah, thanks. Thank you. <laughs> they don't look real talkative, and then, <laughs> <laughs> so we also have... Uh, it is 7 a.m. Yeah, you'll be fine. Uh, Justice from PA? Yep, Lancaster, Pennsylvania. So he looks a little more ready to be on the mic, so that's your yep. nephew. That's my nephew, my sister's boy. Yep. And, and you work for Lancaster Archery? I work, yeah, I work in the marketing department up there. Good Lord. Which actually, you're only here because we're interviewing you today, but I wrapped you all into a podcast, so. Okay. <laughs> gotta do what you gotta do. By the way, nice hair. Oh, thanks. How Scott much did you give him about here. that? Yeah, you're, that is nice. Hey, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> it, was a, it was a bet that I ended
1: up losing, and I'm, I'm just sticking with it now. Just going with it. Yeah. Do you play hockey? It's like a
2: hockey player's haircut. No, I used to play lacrosse, so we'll okay. count that. Yeah. You know what it Field is, hockey. it's
0: <laughs> half Eric Chester and half Adam Greenstreet. <laughs> oh, no. you, you get some hate from our <laughs> listeners, I they take the that. You get that right Compliment. now. Oh, yeah. great. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> and then you guys just got back from Reading, and then, well, how'd you guys do? We did good as a team.
3: We tied for first as a team, and then... You're going to have to I, talk like a man. Come on! I tied for third in the individual, <laughs> but then we both kind of stunk it up in the shoot-off, so I got fifth and we ended up fourth in the team. So it was a pretty good weekend, though.
4: Yeah, he shot really well, shooting four down for the whole weekend. Usually would win that thing, you know, and we only dropped one as a team, but I didn't have to pick him up too much <laughs> <laughs> when you, he only missed four. So, so now, this going to be difficult for
0: you uh, just because you're not very good at your social media status and your uh, celebrity status. Give us some background on you, Tony. How long have you been shooting
4: some of the different stuff that uh, you've won and things like that? Oh, I'm trying to think how old I am. I've been shooting tournaments for 35 years, I guess, and uh, turned pro in 94. How old were you in 94, Frank? Six. <laughs> <laughs> well, I am in the senior division now. I thought it was going to be easy, but those guys can still shoot their bows. Eh? I thought I'd be able to come in there and win. least get some top threes already but i haven't yet but um i won i don't know a couple uh, indoor national outdoor nationals one redding and oh one as a pro and uh i haven't done much since then but well you had uh uh
0: kind of a crossroads when 3d started to get really big and you kind of didn't go down that route did you not think 3ds were going to blow up like
4: they did i had no clue you know <laughs> i went to one and lost half my arrows and i said i don't need to do that I, I, again i think i was there for that actually <laughs> right <laughs> you're shooting speeds. yep yeah. the only one i shot was up there in fort collins or right off 525 yeah fort i just i just didn't enjoy aiming not hitting where i was aiming i was like all oh, right this is no fun so when was that but Oh, 2002 gosh. maybe so 2001
0: the 3D started taking off a little bit Probably yep. it started really blowing up in 98 maybe 97 Cause you and Omer used to go back and forth Quite a bit on the indoor stuff didn't you Right Can I remember you telling me Omer started to do 3D's and you thought it was stupid And it wouldn't take off and you were like <laughs> Well look how right I was basically
4: You make me sound good <laughs> Here on this podcast <laughs> uh, <laughs>
0: <laughs> but you, 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 and him used to go back and forth quite a bit on the indoor and outdoor stuff, didn't you?
4: Right. I think I won it one year indoor and set, been and bowhunter freestyle, set the record, and then he won it the next year and set the record, and I think we both went freestyle after that. But um, yeah, he t- he did the smart move, yeah, taking off with the IBO, and the, I don't know when ASA came in. I don't know. years later.
0: Well, I'm sure tons of people will chime in after this. But what I have to say what was amazing to me, not to say Tony drinks, but I would say if there was a <laughs> competition. You really paid him to be a great while guy. You, <laughs> while you were drinking, you
4: would never lose. Because this <laughs> What was your target at your house? That is not good to say, yeah. all right? <laughs> You're going to go back and edit this, right? Yeah, of course. How
0: far was that target at your house, that one uh, when you lived uh, on the side hill? You'd have it back to Oh, behind memory? the house when yeah. we shot up? Oh, we could get back to 80, probably. I don't know, but I've never seen anyone keep groups like that and, and, and drink. That was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you know, that's a, the key to success there. Just in a one spot, I was enamored by like shooting and you, so this was when I first started shooting three D's and being fairly decent at them. You would what? Well, you would shoot and I'd watch and he wouldn't, you wouldn't touch your nose to this or you'd only, you know, you wouldn't touch your nose to the string. You had one anchor point and you just center that, at, that up. Right. I, course everything i had been taught that wasn't correct and you shot two fingers which i ended up copying you almost to a T later and i shoot 85 pounds with a hunting bow with a two-finger back tension almost to the coming out of my finger um i i masturbate a lot so i got strong hands that how i can do that but uh, i'm assuming you got the same thing it's a different but, kind of podcast <laughs> yeah so, but uh who taught you was that something you picked on your own or because that was a unique form when i'd first seen you do that
4: no, there was a guy, Jack Kramer, back in PA that, um, and Larry Wise. Yeah, you know, Larry yeah, Wise. Yeah. I mean, I when I first started, I was shooting a three-finger hot shot, just punching it and shooting 360 Xs. And, you know, Jack Kramer gave me that two-finger stand and said, you know, taught me how to shoot it, and he stood there, and he'd every time I'd snap it off, he'd punch me in the chest. He'd say, yeah, I told me that. Frank, that's a good way to learn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or he'd hit me with an arrow or something. And once you learned how how to do it, you know, it, it was like riding a bike, you know. I have a hard time trying to t- get people out of it. I've I've got, got a bunch of the Carter exit, the electronic releases now. Yeah. And I put it. I got a friend from the Springs. Um, his son's a really good shot, Jacob Pettit. Yeah. And his dad was having struggling a little bit. And I put him on electronic, and he went from... You know, you know, not shooting really well, not happy with how he's shooting to really enjoying it now. How does that electronic release work? How does that work? You just, it's got a battery in it and a computer, and you just, when you pull back, you hold the button in, and it goes off anywhere from three to five seconds. Oh, it goes off so on you its own. Just, yeah, it goes off on its own, so you don't know when it's going to fire. Um, that's been the biggest thing to teaching people how to do that, but um, I don't know how I started. I mean, that two finger, I just... I shot it forever till my arm wouldn't let me shoot it anymore.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I haven't had, well, I shoot a recurve now, but, like, like you shoot two-finger now, don't you? Yeah, Scott Anchor. Yeah, I uh, shot three-finger forever, and the more fingers, I dropped off of it. And the more I relaxed my hand, the more I stayed in the middle. And I thought, well, I'm just going to keep these other fingers away from the, the problem, which to me made total sense. You know, the more, less contact on the release and more relaxed my hand was. But it got there were some arrows to Jesus at first when I would shooting 85 <laughs> pounds with a back tension for hunting and have my fingers relaxed. I'd get them so relaxed, sometimes it'd rip out of my hand. And I, from you, I learned, and this stuff, Frank has to listen to me Talk about all the time, but eighty percent let off seems like a good idea. Except you can't hitch it with it compared to sixty-five, and with all the bows, I would torque them, which I learned from you as well. He's a guy that taught me how to shim the limb pockets out. Yeah, yeah, I taught a lot of people <laughs> I do that. Um, the uh, to shoot lower let off uh, and be more you know accurate or get my holding weight, which is something you taught me as well. As far as there's a holding weight that everybody's going to shoot best at, so that holding weight may be at a eighty percent bow, but I got to shoot. 88 pounds to hit that holding weight or it may be 70 pounds with 65 percent let off and and that I had whether you meant to teach me that or not I learned from you because you always had pretty much the exact holding weight for all of your bows except maybe hunting
4: bows. Well when we started out we had 50 percent you know those T-Stars and <laughs> Martins were 50 percent wheels you know and you're shooting 60 pounds so you're holding 30. I mean now I'm holding 19 and it still feels like a lot but yeah, you know, when I grew up, we didn't have you know. I think there were some of them were thirty five percent. Yeah, you had like, like the cable teardrop yeah. bows and. But I tell you, Tanner just switched this year to a two finger, and a, you it gets rid of a lot of your left and right. Yeah, because everything's just straight. You know, you're, and I wanted to go back to it, but I tried for a while. It hurt and, your forearm? Or? It's just my forearm right there. Yeah, you know, it, if you shoot a thumb peg, it doesn't hurt as bad. I don't shoot any thumb base. But, um, you know, that I I I need to go back to the two-finger. A lot of people, are, I mean, Jesse's shooting them now. A lot of people are shooting the two-finger. Paul Tedford.
0: That's definitely what I noticed when I went from being, and, and this is a time Hopkins was, you know, kind of, me, i don't know i'd say this maybe the levi at the time were for 3ds and he shot a four finger and i was trying to do what he did and it just didn't work for i mean everybody's different i mean you look at like tom crow who kind of broke a lot of rules because he shot what 80 pounds and all way too long of a draw length and a and a puncher and punched it i mean and he won all kinds of stuff so there's no like set rules but the more i could get that you know my alignment of my arm and, and get that pressure off my you know my hand relaxed it just i could basically just sit there and drop them in at 80 and it and i didn't have really any issues with left and right but it took a while to get that string away from my face as much and as much contact the other thing i noticed is under pressure you're smashing your face into the string where if you're not really touching the string you're not going to really smash your face in it under under pressure and he, frank has listened to me talk about this all the time, like you can tell. Um, (laughs) When people are going to choke, right? Like you get them under pressure, their left hand turns white and their face is buried in the string, and you'll shoot left or right because of that because they're not centering their peep and their housing. And so a lot of that stuff I learned, you know, watching you shoot in, I guess, that 2000, 2001 time from 2002, where now Frank has to listen to me. Yeah, you listen probably half the time, I guess. Yeah, I try to take it all in. It's yeah, it's difficult. I tell you, Amy, my my wife, we've she's basically was an anti-hunter when I met her, and now she's killing shit, which is cool. But she was the kind that came out of the womb with target panic, like fucking right. bad target panic. Like, hey, honey, just aim at it. She can't. She's got to hit the trigger. So we got her uh, evolution, um, and that same thing like the electric release that night and day changed her. But literally, what's she have? A spot hog, probably the worst like super hot, like she couldn't aim and I mean, she just hammered like t- total Pearl Harbor. And so once we got that, we got two evolutions and set them up differently, a little bit different tension. She doesn't, she doesn't have too much issues now as far as with target panic, but how many guys are you trying to coach now? Do you coach much or just friends and family or cause you seem my fire, you probably get frustrated pretty quick trying to get guys to do things and aren't listening.
4: <laughs> Possibly. Who me? Yeah. I'm not coaching too many people right now. <laughs> I mean, just too busy with work. But I got a 20 yard range at the house, and a lot, you know, got a lot of people coming up, help them set up their bows and and stuff. But uh, no, not doing much coaching right now.
0: Have you ever? Have you ever coached much?
4: Mm-mm. How come?
0: No patience for it or time?
4: Time, I guess. I mean, patience. I got a buddy that would come up, and I, I got him on Evolution because he was shooting a, you know, wrist rocket and when I used to shoot a lot of indoors and man, I got him where he's shooting 300s or 299s and every, and he'd go home and see him in a couple of weeks and he'd back to his wrist rocket. <laughs> you know, so I'm like, what are you doing? I mean, he was shooting so good but um, no, you know, some of Tanner's friends will come up and you know, they all want to start bow hunting and everything and um, his friend Espy and um, Key Key and he's gonna be he, he's gonna be really good he's a friend that he plays football with at CSU that um, was hunting you know not a lot but he came out here and heck we got him an antelope and then took him got him an elk now this was all gun hunting mm-hmm. but uh good kid um, and he's he's got it up here you yeah. know to do it and got a friend devin that's been coming up a lot since he was in like middle school trying to teach him and Sorry, Devin, kind of gave up on him. <laughs>
0: I, I've got to say, like, I just met Justice. Obviously, we've talked on the phone, but looking at you now, by the way, do you have a girlfriend? Yes. You should get rid of that one because you're going to get more ass than a toilet seat. Pen, you're <laughs> fucking huge. So when I knew you, you couldn't have been more than, what, 50 pounds? Yeah, I was small. Um, you were the big one back then. Yeah, well, thanks, man. I was fat back then. But um, the... uh. Can we talk about that? Uh, no, no, we can talk about <laughs> anything on here. That's the great thing about this podcast. Wait, you knew me, though, when I got juiced out, though, didn't you? Yeah, but when before you left to go to Washington, you were... Didn't look like you do now. You look oh, good now. Yeah, so, so there's a photo that I've posted. Probably, that was probably at his house with a big butt-cracked stomach sticking out. Because you didn't see me for years. You saw me at the range. And I was like, oh, I didn't recognize you. And you are like... <laughs> I, I'd gotten skinny. But Tanner, you put on... Well, I mean what are you what are your stats? <laughs> uh, I
3: weigh about two twenty five right now and I'm like six foot, but that's mostly just from working out the past couple of years of football. Yeah. So, so
0: what 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 are your stats lifting? Uh, lifting.
3: Um I maxed out bench at two
0: three thirty three thirty
3: five and then I squatted four eighty five and I
0: cleaned three oh five. Oh, I could yeah, yeah, yeah. run with you then. I wouldn't feel totally bad at the yeah. time. <laughs> those traps are definitely intimidating. Look for <laughs> yeah. What, what position do you play at, at CSU? Uh, I play linebacker. So, in, in, in sorry, Justice, we're not talking about you yet, but That's in okay. high school, because I taught, you know, every now and then somebody would tell me, how'd you do in high school? Because you were an insane running back as well, were you?
4: Uh,
3: That was. I played running back freshman year in high school, but mm-hmm. then started focusing on defense mostly because I like to hit people. I didn't really like people chasing me and trying to hit me. I just like trying to hit
0: people. How'd you do for high school wise?
3: Uh, Well, high school, I only played my freshman and senior year because I tore my ACL twice. <laughs> so, do it. so, Defensive
4: Player of the Year or your senior year?
3: Yeah, senior year I got Defensive, defensive Player of the Year in the conference and then walked on at CSU and it's been boned pretty good, but the injuries kind of hindered me a little bit.
0: Yeah. Are you, uh, you going to try and get to a point where you can just shoot a bow and not hit people as much? That's what I want to do mostly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I went to one
3: tournament this year and shot really good and really loved it. So I'm going to start focusing on that a little bit. And then CSU has like a shotgun team and maybe start an archery team there. But I don't know. There's a bunch of stuff you can do.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, you look at different guys now, I mean, Dudley's a good example, but obviously Levi makes a ton of money shooting and everything else. But, um, it got to a point like, I don't know, for, for me, I I could have probably done well enough at 3ds, but I like to hunt. I don't, I don't have the patience to do, but I can barely make it through a 20 target 3d course before ADD is totally kicked in. But hunting wise, obviously it's, it's paid off going that route but lucky enough for for you guys you do do both um which how much hunting are you getting to get in now with school and everything well last year i got two days hunting antelope and then
3: football season started and then i got a week in kansas in december yeah.
4: <laughs> so yeah i don't know yeah football, football season not, takes up. that a important lot. we yeah. get rid of football i know <laughs> oh. but, well, that, go ahead i was gonna say he just had an mri on his back because he hurt it in spring ball yeah and the coach just kept saying, you're fine, get out there, get out there. So he just had an MRI Thursday, and he's got a um, herniated L5S1 disc in his lower back. What are they going to do for that? Therapy. Yeah. It's lots of treatment. Yeah. It's not as bad as mine was, but he's doing, uh, yesterday he went to, they got a DX9000 where they Stretching. strap you up and just pull it, try to suck that disc back in. So he's going to have to do a lot of that right now. Yeah. Yeah,
0: that's not good. So, shifting over to the other side of the table. Ooh, that's me. Yeah, to Justice. Now, how old are you? I am 25. I'll be 26, like, in two months, something like that. You know, normally I'm the oldest guy at the table, but I appreciate Tony showing up because <laughs> he's going to be there.
4: How old are you, Tony? 51. I'll be 51 this month. Dang.
0: So, with you, with what do you got going on in, in PA, how long have you worked up at Lancaster's, and how much tournaments are you getting to shoot up there and hunting and everything else?
1: Yeah, so I... uh. I started out shooting, in co- or well, I shot all my life, really. Um, you know, learning from Tony and all them. But I went to college, shot for uh, the team there, uh, Pennsylvania College of Technology. And my sophomore year there is when I started working at Lancaster during the summers, and I would work in the showroom, setting up bows, selling stuff, you know, the usual. And then um, after that, uh, I graduated college. Was still working. Was still working there. Um, That's with the electronics in the uh, in the summers and I needed an internship or like three credits to get to get finished college. And then I was like, hey, do you guys mind if I do an internship in the marketing department? So did my internship and like two weeks before the internship was over, they were like, do you just want to like stay up here and kind of have a full-time job? I was like, yeah, sure, that'll
0: work. So is so, it, as bad as I hear up there, or do they work you to like fingers to the bone or? So after I got... Keep in mind, there's people from Lancaster that, <laughs> that do probably, listen to this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I,
1: I can't really say anything too bad about them. Um, you know, I when I started working full time there, we had a guy that was doing our trailers. You know, running to all the shoots, going to Vegas, doing all those, and uh, he ended up quitting. And um, so I got put on those shoots for a couple years, and it it did. I was you know working seventy hour weeks for. 70 and 80 hour weeks for two, three, four, five weeks in a row. Um, But that I didn't mind because I was, you know, standing up the whole time. I was actually talking with people. Um, But now with we have a new website build that's going and then so many new products that get added from ATA every year that I kind of just stick up in the marketing department now. Plus, we have another guy that's started running the trailers. Um, So they kind of got that all straightened out. So, if we hire right. you, you can run our
0: You can be at you can, all the shows. Yeah. let you're going yeah. love show season. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't mind going to shows. I, I kind of like talking with people when I'm out there. Well, that makes one of us because I hate people and I, I got out of <laughs> all of them this year. I well, I went to a traditional show. Does that count? Yeah. Because uh, right now, Frank and Dana do the shows, which we don't do that. We don't really have to do that many i mean we're kind of grown out of the building anyway so so that's good to know because you're gonna get that pond yeah i'm on sure board. we'll do we'll do a couple more <laughs> hopefully it'll be like dallas safari
2: club next year i think yeah. that'd be a good one and we always go to sheep show and then maybe if we can get in at, uh in utah at oh, the uh, expo but that one's pretty hard to get yeah. into the other so.
0: thing I don't drink and that seems to coincide with shows um, and so I'm like the old dude and go to bed at like 8, 9 o'clock so yeah you get peer pressured into going out
2: Are you gonna come out tonight I'm like ah, no, no, I don't really feel like it. Like, oh, just come out for 1 or 2 and then you're out, you out until know, fucking 2am Frank's naked <laughs> coming in the next morning I'm bringing gum Are you alright no <laughs> I had one drink in, in Reno and Matt comment this dude that we had on the podcast the other day he sent him a picture and said you missed one show and Frank's going wild I'm like dude what the fuck first of all snitches get stitches <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord.
0: I can't remember. I was hunting for one, wasn't I? Uh, yeah, you were in Alabama. Yeah. 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 You got screwed on that one. Heck, Frank did get the shitty end of the stick. So I was. Sh- oh, that was the rut, too. Yeah. Yeah. I got That's to right. go on a. We-, we go down to Alabama every year. And so there's a dough slang fest where we can't even probably talk about the amount of shit we shoot. And that's right after Christmas. And then we come back in February for the rut. And I pulled a hamstring for the show and went and tree stand hunting. And Frank had to go to the show. So sorry, Frank took one for the team. That was all right. Yeah. I don't mind the <laughs> sheep. That one's actually pretty cool. <laughs> yeah.
4: You got a pretty nice one in Alabama, didn't you? Yeah. I've
0: shot two good ones down four, there. guys. Uh, yeah, well, I've shot up. Yeah. Several, but I've shot two for Alabama. Um, I shot a good one and a decent one in Oklahoma this year. And then I, I panicked on my second one in Oklahoma and I shot the wrong deer. (laughs) Like it was laying there and it was like, fuck, that is not the right deer. And then I tried to get like a good camera angle to take the picture to send to Broderick. And I ran back up in a tree. I'm like, is this the right deer? He's like, no. And I hope the right deer comes in and hangs out for two hours under your stand, you asshole. I'm like, shit, because I shot basically a three-year-old four point on my my second tier there was man i'm not used to that much snort wheezing like you get into those places in kansas and oklahoma nebraska where it's you can snort wheeze just about anything in i'm not used to that shit right i snort wheezed that one i shot in and wait i could hear him grunting and you know i can't snort wheeze so chew flew everywhere you know trying to do it and he came running in and i ended up shooting him at eight yards you know with the the recurve and he he ran off, and he stood at 40. It looked like I hit liver lung, and I'm like, I can sneak another one in. I'm looking at branches, and I'm like, it ain't happening. And, and, and there's a river right there, and Broderick's like, do not get out of the tree stand. Just let it lay. Do not let it cross that river. And that lasted probably a solid 30 minutes before. I'm like, ah,
4: I can hear it. It's dead.
0: <laughs> yeah. It wasn't. I put a second one in its neck at about 14 yards when it stood up in the grass. I about shit my pants. But um, the... Other one I shot, there was an eight point that came under me. That was about as big as an eight point gets, one fifteen, About shit my pants and ch- you know chasing does running around, and then here came one chasing a doe, and you know you're only, you don't have to get very high in Oklahoma. They're dumb and twelve feet or maybe fourteen, and it came through, and I'm like, oh, it's running right under me, and I fucking crushed it, and it was the wrong deer, and I'm like, oh man, <laughs> I watched it run off for about three hundred yards, and I was like, man, I just don't think that was the right deer <laughs> so but you you guys hunt out in Kansas quite a bit don't you
4: mm-hmm. we in every year this year are you do you ever go out there just I east? went out there one time yeah and I was pretty successful so he yeah. shot a nice one I put him on a good one yeah about the only good one at the time when he came out it was on the camera I was like go sit here and we left him there all day and he came out with a turkey and a 155 inch white tail and yep.
0: Yeah, that's right. Because PA sucks, doesn't it? PA does (laughs) suck for hunting.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Thankfully, I grew up in so I grew up in Maryland, and the hunting laws are a little bit better in there, better there. So. But the deer aren't nearly the size of the ones out here is pa it's, just
2: all leases and stuff private land it can't be too much public land right it's all amish oh shit. i don't know how many amish <laughs> listen
1: to this podcast but it is They're all amish they and they it's, make, it's, are they allowed to they all they uh, all make those
0: magic fireplaces yeah, <laughs> yeah. And bracelets and shit <laughs> it's so bad <laughs> bracelets. Like you,
1: can't, you can't go anywhere oh. with that I, I mean we went to public land on like the second weekend over the rifle season and it was just me and a buddy from work we go out there and we're like we're like two miles back in this public land piece so we're like there's no possible way we're gonna see anybody we counted 15 amish guys and there was like three pairs that were just
0: dragging the deer carts along like and
1: it's 10 <laughs> o'clock in the morning like what, what are you gonna do
4: oh
0: good lord yeah did you how'd you guys do in in kansas this year because i got a picture from you
4: yeah i shot a nice one uh probably a four-year-old ten point and
0: <laughs> I did good. I, I missed, a, missed,
4: like missed like a one. 160,
3: 165 at 20 yards. But.
4: but it ran past the camera, so we got a picture of it. So I
3: yeah. knew, knew what it was. <laughs> so yeah, that was a nice one. Did you shoot high or low? I shot low. low. Well, when we were sighting in my bow, I got a new triax, and I, I sighted in at 20, and then we started shooting 60 and messing with stuff on the rest and everything, got it in 60. And then I guess we were in a rush, and we didn't check 20 again. And I was like, we went there, deer came in 20 yards, put it behind his shoulder and shot, and the arrow went right under its chest, and I was like, what the heck That's Don't get shit on your dreams. <laughs> yeah,
4: yeah, we get home and shoot 20, and he's shooting like six inches low. I'm like, I'd have done better with my recurve. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What are uh, what are your guys' hunting and target setups? Basically, if you wanna run through all that. I still shoot an, an HTR uh, Matthews. Um, you know, seven pin. I shot my antelope at 103 this year. Shot an elk at 88. <laughs> I, don't, I don't need to get close like Aaron. <laughs> yeah.
2: Oh, that's funny. Uh, well, go well now I know where fucking Aaron got his uh, his compound hunting habits. <laughs> if I you, shot if an you M- can see it, I, it's fucking dead.
0: Well, not to. I've gotten a lot. <laughs> yeah. The only reason I picked up the recurve was because I had a bunch of old guys tell me I sucked basically and I could never kill anything with a recurve and so I sent it you were on that text weren't you? I sent a text out to what six guys and I said I'm selling all my compound shit I'm gonna go to a recurve and uh it's been weird because this is, the traditional archery community can be different not all of them at times and so it was like the more the more successful I got it didn't really help anything it just made them dislike me more except price shot 60 70 animals in what two and a half years now. With a recurve and and uh well you've been with me for for a yeah. few of them and uh yeah because i went well i shot that care i shot a caribou at a ridiculous yardage in the nwt like i didn't have a lot of time and i with a compound with yeah. a compound like well over a football field and i mean it was a good shot i killed it or i hit it the first shot and and so my my kind of point was mathematically if you run the numbers I mean that's too far, but if you run an eighty yard shot with a compound for a guy that can shoot and compare that to thirty six yards with most stick bow guys and you talk about momentum and as far as speed and the arrow getting there, there's not really any difference. I mean, they're getting there about the same time and probably more momentum um, or as much in some cases. So it was kinda of, it was I don't know, it's been an odd journey, I guess you could say, because um I, I use a range finder with a stick bow, and I use my point and uh, for far shots. And so that, that first buck I killed in Alberta was at 40, and that's my point on. So we got to 40, and the stock stopped. I'm like, because it's, it's right there on the wall. What ended up scoring, 170, something? Something like that, yeah. It's a good good buck for a stick bow. And, and uh, we go with Jeff Lander. He's super funny guy, smart ass. And uh, he didn't tell me when I booked the hunt that only two people had done it. That's Larry D. Jones, Dwight shoe out of everybody's hunted with him. Two people in eighteen years had killed one of the recurve with him. He didn't tell me that shit. So I shot that thing and he goes, You're the third one. And I'm like, third third one what? He's like, third one in eighteen years. And what the fuck, man, you didn't tell me that shit when I paid for the hunt. You made it sound like it was gonna be easy. And because uh, 'cause they're just they get rifle hunted off the road. And so like you stop from four hundred yards away on a bedded buck. They're they're gone. running. Right. So they're pretty skittish. And the other Problem, Which Frank found out is You push one out they come out like a ocean wave at the bottom of the canyon now They're blowing you're blowing out 80 like they all run so you pretty much are screwed if you blow one out So I'd say it's probably a good tactician type You got to be very mm-hmm. technical on your stocks to to get in but anyway, so Tanner, what are you shooting? Um,
3: I'm usually shoot my HDR like him with my uh, seven pin sight, but I switched to the triax last year and didn't have it set up right, but I got it set up now with my spot <laughs> spot hog movable sight. So I can shoot out to 100, and I love it. It's a lot faster than my HTR, so.
4: Yeah. So I can get the HTR is footage. the old no cam, you know, the first no cam. Yeah. Kind of slow, but, man, it's so easy to shoot. It aims so It's 70, you know, 72 pounds or something, but it draws so easy. So I've been in a tree stand in Kansas before where I can't even get my bow back. <laughs> I'm freezing cold. So yeah. I really like that bow. Gold tip arrows, 400s but I don't know how you do that recurve. i play, we got some recurves at the house and there's no way I'm gonna try to shoot an animal with it. <laughs> good, good, good coaching. Are you
0: on the Matthews train?
4: No, I shoot
1: a Hoyt. Um, so I, sh- I shoot, I just got an RX3 this year, um, but I had been shooting, like all last year, I shot a Defiant Turbo.
4: Yeah.
1: Um, and that,
4: that bow shot really good. I shot that antelope. He out. came out of, He came out antelope hunting this year. Yeah. And, I, you know, it's out east, over the counter tags. I said, yeah, come out. We can try it, you know, because my success rate's like one every three years or something. Well, he ended up shooting one at 125 yards. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> and I, you couldn't, I couldn't have shot it better at 20 yards. I yeah. mean, he crushed that thing and it went 20 yards, fell over dead. I was like, are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, Lord. What broadhead were you shooting in there?
1: That was that was an Almer Edge. I, so I still had a couple packs of Almer edges that I was shooting out there,
0: yeah. just
1: because I knew they'd, they they have probably the lowest drag on them. Yeah, um, just so I d- didn't have any wind effect really. This
0: what I shot that caribou with same yeah. thing. Yeah. yeah, everything I've shot with Ulmer edges I've watched
4: fall. Yeah, I mean yeah.
0: The the new Sever we had that guy. We haven't posted that podcast. That new Sever had I mean it's, it's an Omer Edge. Right. Same thing. Yeah. yeah. I yeah, just it's got a titanium ferrule on it too. So yeah that that caribou i was shooting like a 500 and maybe 80 grain arrow with one of them and i i blew through it at that distance it zipped right through that caribou i i put a couple follow-ups in just to make sure but i it those broadheads are pretty pretty badass but yeah what are you pulling up there so you guys do you guys hunt
2: with your uh like your back tension or your hinge releases or you guys don't switch to a trigger i shoot a
4: thumb yeah for we do shoot
3: thumbs for hunting i used to shoot a back tension when i was younger but I shot my click and the one time we were sitting down in this quiet draw and the deer's coming we're on the ground and I draw back and I hit like almost peak weight and it clicks and it sounds like a freaking (laughs) two by four snapped and the deer take off and I threw that thing across the valley I was like screw this that was funny
2: I was like you guys haven't had like an issue with I'm sure you guys shoot a ton so you don't but like when we were in uh when I was in BC last week this kid Ryan he's a guide he's like 20 21 years old he's pretty young he doesn't really shoot a compound and he we gave him a thumb release. It was a stand, a stand just X, I think, or yeah, it wasn't the perfect. And um, I'm like, dude, keep your thumb off that thing. And he fucking pulled it back like a like a, a back tension or a hinge. <laughs> hold his thumb on it, just <laughs> fucking smoked himself <laughs> in the face. Hey, uh, started bleeding instantly. It Was fucking
0: awesome. Uh, <laughs> so there was when the sweet spots came out with uh from from True Ball, yeah. where it was like a, a push button. Well, you that could safety. Yeah, that a safety. You would have guys that. Would shoot go to that and wind and and shoot a thumb button and wind and then shoot that but they'd forget and they'd hit the thumb button thinking it would engage the <laughs> rotation wow <laughs> <laughs> arrows to Jesus i that was, that was probably two thousand four or five and I there was many I beat a guy that was ahead of me because he hit the thumb button to release the, the to to start his tension and forgot and blew his arrow on and beat him but
4: I got, you know, Brandon Powell, he was up the house oh, this year. Oh, my buddy. Here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, uh, one of Tanner's mule deers hanging on the wall, I don't know, probably a nice 165-incher, and he had something happen with his release this year and shot a shot a big chip out of his antler. <laughs> <And> <laughs> hey, really? yeah. uh, uh, look, I think that hit that deer. Uh, I got, and I got a garage door at the end that we raise up and then you can shoot out to 100 and that thing's got so many holes in it. <laughs> <laughs> I make people sign it. <laughs> oh Lord!
0: The uh, I think I told you about this at one point in time, Frank. the The bow press that broke and oh. snapped his finger in half. No, uh-huh. what the hell was that? That was an old apple. It, it just pulled down it ratchet. No, like yeah, you draw back and it ratchet in the middle.
4: Oh, that one. Yeah, yeah, the, it has yeah. that. Oh yeah, we. Brought, <laughs> I was thinking the one, that apple that pulls down. Yeah, I I had one of them broke off, and the bow shot straight up in the air. I don't think I was there for that one, but I was there when that
0: ratchet broke, and his finger was on the limb, and that thing broke, and all I could hear was, Ow! Ow! And his finger was crooked as shit because it wrapped it around <laughs> the bow limb. What was that thing called? It was yours. I don't know, but I, it was, should have said "Do
4: not use for eighty-pound bows." Uh, well, it was because <laughs> you took a Q2 and put a half-inch shim under the limbs, and
0: yeah, that was probably it. That Q2, I think I got to like eighty-four pounds, which Remember was a, we shot, bow. Set,
4: a set. Tried to shoot a 17-14 14. One of those kids arrows off of it to see how fast it was. It would went shoot. like
0: four or something, but it broke coming it out it broke of the hand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There might have been alcohol involved in that. I, drank, <laughs> I was drinking back then a little bit, but yeah.
4: Well are you uh are you looking at photos or you get emails? I'm trying to I was just looking for a photo to show you. It's funny.
0: The uh but yeah, that was all like probably 2001, two thousand one, two, three time frame before I I had moved. And then uh You got it? Yeah, here's
4: a four hundred and twenty five grain arrow on an elk. Where'd you get that? It's like a pin Where was that at? <laughs> out in fair play. Oh, okay, frank on? that one. Was I that ran, you? I ran out of arrows. I was like, <laughs> should, I go, should I go
0: up and pull oh one out and God.
4: shoot it again? <laughs> that He's looks like a <laughs> traditional harvest right there. <laughs> <laughs> did you get that? I did. Oh, Lord. He okay. finally laid down and I just sat there and watched until he died. Oh, it was finally. Like, Man, like the, I, sh- uh, I should go pull one out and shoot <laughs> him again. <laughs> okay, God, I think that cow elk I shot a few years ago. He shot one one year in Kansas, and it was negative twenty out, and it was straight down, so he spined it. Yeah. And he's had bad luck where he spined him, and he got up and took off. Yeah. So it was so cold, he went to get his second arrow out, and he dropped his release out of the tree. So he's sitting there <laughs> trying to hit it with finger with fingers, <laughs> and he calls me, and it's dark, so he's like, "Come in, I don't know if it's dead or not. It didn't get up yet." we go over there and it looked like freaking christmas it's all the Lumi- luminox sticking <laughs> everywhere Look like a little city. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm like, well, good thing you hit it on your first one. <laughs> oh
0: shit. Oh uh, yeah. Shit like that does happen sometimes. You haven't had any So the 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 elk he was talking about the the cow he shot, which you were shooting that new they didn't open. Uh Oh, the Grim Reaper. or uh Fatal Steel. Yeah, yeah. Which did I get you? Give you those? Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Anyway, there were some issues with the original ones. <laughs> it's I was like on, shooting uh, fucking field points. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that doesn't on work. The Governor's <laughs> tag mountain goat in Washington, and uh, we're trying to shoot this unicorn fifty-two inch goat. Right, and fuck, i about retired there with the fourteen, eighteen days straight on the mountain. We're driving up to the top, and Frank calls me. I just shot a cow. Something. What should I do? And I can't remember what the conversation was, but the last thing I hear is, "I'm gonna use my Native American tracking skills. I'll call you back." And he hangs up. And then what? Forty minutes later, there's like four arrows in his fucking cow. <laughs> <laughs> I got it. He, his bracket wasn't opening. That and you, you hit it four yeah, at times. At least didn't, four times. Yeah. <laughs> didn't open uh, one fucking, time. <laughs> it was bad, man. It was not good. Because you hit it good the first shot, didn't you? Yeah, I fucking smoked it. Because he was like, man, there was I made just a little good tiny holes in it. <laughs> Like, He's I like, I made a good shot. I don't know what happened,
2: and uh yeah, you. I remember I sent a. Pic- I found it. it took me a while to track it down. <laughs> like it took fucking all day long to get this whole di- this thing done. It didn't go very far, but it was just back and forth. But I remember I took up. A- it was laying. It was still alive. It was laying up on this hill, and I took a picture and I sent it to like him and a few other
0: dudes. And I was like, time to finish her or something. <laughs> 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 oh lord! Yes, oh. you definitely. We've had because we. We get to go on a lot of hunts. We test a lot of broadheads. I don't know if we want to bring this one up either, but he he used a broadhead in in Alabama. And, uh, yeah, we definitely don't with you on because you'll probably get fired because they're a big part of Lancaster. I didn't Uh, hear anything. (laughs) (laughs) You shot, what, eight does? One of them was probably 60 pounds. Should have died with a pencil. That fucker ran 400 yards with a double lung hit. And this isn't one of those never found it, don't know. You 12 ring this doe. And uh, the Broadheads just weren't yeah. weren't open. And this is from a, a company that has a lot of money behind, you know, backers. And, I mean, a lot of sponsored shooters, some of the best in the world. And that thing was a piece of shit. Like, bad. How many did you it shoot? It was their—we'll just say it was their stainless steel model. <laughs> is that
2: it what it was? Yeah, yeah. it was? yeah.
0: I mean, literally, that one you shot, we tracked it— I thought it was one I of the, a, like a fucking, like a yearling doe with it. <laughs> that 12 ring, that
2: one, that fucker ran like 200 yards,
4: dude. I couldn't figure it out. I did that in Nebraska one year. I started shooting those rockets. Yeah. And they were little rockets. You know, the Wolverine or whatever. I, I mean, I shot a, a deer, never found it. He jumped in the river, went on an island, looked for him forever. 12 ring, had a coyote come in, shot the coyote with it. He ran off, never found him. I was like, I'm not shooting these things ever again. Well,
0: that's what people, I try to, because I'm not a, I'm a fan of, mechanical broadheads for the right situation you just got to make sure it's a good mechanical broadhead because there is some that are shit that are on the market but frank shot a bear is actually pretty epic it, it postured up big fucking bear right postured up like this and lander was behind him filming it lander says get right for it to turn you know he said turn broadside and you shot it right in the chest and on camera turn out he goes did you say something, Landon? <laughs> <laughs> but it, he Just got caught up in the moment. He It drove it back all the way. It was coming out the rear. It went through the rear yeah. ham. Yeah. And, uh, but that was with a, a dead meat, I yeah. think. Yeah. What's that, yeah. T Bones Broadhead? Yeah. And, uh, the it, G5 dead meat. Yeah, it destroyed that thing. I mean, it, it left a huge hole. But I hit that bull with Colton. We're going to get all kinds of hate from this podcast talking about shooting far shots. He went to full bugle at 78, and I was shooting a two finger hinge. And, uh, I thought you go to full bugle again. You're gonna fucking die. And uh thump, and it hit, and it looked like that movie 300. When he spun, blood just shot out of his chest, like through the, like you know, the sunlight or the blue sky in the back. And I'm like, and it went 15 yards and piled up, and it buried that arrow to the knock on a frontal at that distance. I've gotten a lot of hate over that shot too, but it, I mean, it, I put a, what was that? What was I shooting? A uh, kill zone? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I shot a two inch kill zone on it, and it, I mean, it only went. 15 yards and piled up but it literally you could see blood shooting out of the front of it but that trying to explain to people I wouldn't have taken that shot with a wrist rocket because I probably would have shot on the shoulder but with a hinge I just held it full draw, and when he went to full bugle and held his head up I just and when it went on the way I was like I'm gonna pinwheel that thing and then I hit it and I'm like did I make that up and then it fell over and I knew I'd hit it good but I probably wouldn't have taken that shot as much with a wrist rocket i'm different with the thumb than you guys i punch the shit out of a thumb button hunting you don't you used to or maybe i'm remembering
4: wrong no not that i can think of i look like i'm having a seizure with that thing that's <laughs> <laughs> bad i mean if they're running and chasing a doe and you're you're <laughs> yelling at him and he's not stopping yeah i have to lead him a little which uh, thumb are you guys using uh carter's uh i shoot a target three he shoots a simple, simple one, one.
0: I can't keep up with all the Carters. They get they get quite a bit. Is he as bad as he used to be about coming out with new stuff? Has he slowed
4: down? So he used to he just sent after he shot good at Reading. He sent him a box of releases, and I got to call him on him because I don't know who has got that big a hand. But I'm like, I'm like he sent me a new two finger and a three finger, and they're I mean they're like this big. Like, yeah, you got big hands. I mean big so, enough, but um, yeah, they come out with a lot of stuff. Yeah. Jerry's doing good. He's a good guy.
0: Yeah, him and his kid both are good dudes for sure. What are you
4: yeah. shooting?
1: I'm shooting uh, stand blackjacks. So I'm still
0: shooting a back tension for everything. Yeah.
1: I just, it fits my hand right, so I just keep shooting
0: it. Yeah. I think the biggest thing with people, because they get nervous about hunting with back tensions, is having the common sense when to put a wrist rocket on. Like, there is a time you need to punch it. High wind is definitely one of those times where a back tension for me, just ain't doesn't work as well and tree stand hunting you can lead them and operate it correctly but it's a lot easier to just rip one off when you can i kind of i went back and forth in 17 i shot that i shot him you see my mountain goat Fell off like two thousand foot cliff. It was yeah, it was, it was depressing. It was a big goat <laughs> before it fell off the cliff. But we, uh I had my hinge, and when we climbed up there, I thought, man, I'm gonna end up hanging off a fucking cliff in some crooked angle and fired off. So I threw my wrist rocket on the hit in the same spot, and it probably wouldn't have mattered as much. But I did. It was pretty. Those cliffs were. I mean, I'm glad I had a dude with me that wasn't scared of anything, because like I'm holding onto his feet, and he's hanging over the ledge trying to see it, and he's. Roger's only fucking 140 pounds soaking wet. And he's like, you want me to hold on to your belt and you look? And I'm like, dude, the weight to ratio (laughs) doesn't add up. I'm going to end up dying. I was like, no, I'm not going to do it. You're going to have to hold on to your belt. We finally got it to come out of the cliff. But I think that's where people get in trouble going back and forth is there's a time that I don't think you should be shooting a hinge, and there's a time you probably should, I guess. You've hunted with one quite a bit, though, haven't you? I've hunted
4: with a hinge, but I, I tried a wrist rocket one year and missed two deer with it, and I was into that i think that was
0: when i was hanging out with you more when you tried that was Probably.
4: that yeah because i remember you're
0: like pieces sh- i mean you were <laughs> not happy with that wrist. i think
4: because i have a floating <laughs> i have a floating anchor you yeah. know and i i just got lo- with that wrist rocket i gotta have my hand like this so i wasn't on my face like yeah. i normally am and i think i just got low in the peep and both of them i hit low and said that's enough of that i like having the thumb where i can just hook it on my loop and Leave it, hang on it. Yeah. Just hang it on there, hanging on there. But now you got two goat tags this year, don't you?
0: Yeah, I do. We we got Alaskan goat hunt. Um, our schedule is insane. What the? We fly up the thirteenth, and then we hunt till the twenty somethings, and we'll be back for like maybe four days, and then we'll go on my goat hunt here, and then we're let's pray to God that I don't retire on that hunt because we go straight. If it works out and I kill my goat, let's say on the last day, we got a two-day break and we go on an elk hunt with him and then we have no break and go straight to Alberta. So I tried to prep Frank two weeks ago (laughs) to enlighten his new girlfriend on the schedule. You think she'll be cool with it?
2: Yeah, she's super independent, man. She's not a clinger
0: yet. (laughs) That's that's, good. that's probably a good thing, Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Lord. But yeah, I drew, but I drew a nanny tag here. Obviously, up there with Billy. But I just figured I'd try to burn my points. We had a an opening between August and December, kind of that I didn't have anything going on, and I thought, well, I'll, I'll put in for this tag, and maybe I'll draw it, and I I did. So if I if I shoot all this shit with a recurve this year, I should get some kind of an award because <laughs> last year some endorsements, something the uh. That mule deer hunt, we were 12 or 13 days straight. I cut my hand. I had some fucking fungus from, I looked, my hands looked like Deadpool's face from this weed. It was bad. And then we ran out of, well, we were running out of food. We were eating Frank's deer. And we finally just pulled out and then came home for a day. And I went to the hospital across the street. And we hiked back in and thank God. Then when we came back in, Frank, probably the sushi or something. I, I thought had some was- fucking sushi from Whole Foods. Bad idea. I thought his appendix blew up. Like he, so Frank, um, yeah, he was li- in some li- pain, toughest dudes I've met, right? He just doesn't complain. And remember, the sun came out, we found the buck, and then a storm came in, we went and laid down. And I got out when the sun came back out. I'm like, Frank, hey, I'm gonna go. Well, the sun's up. I'm going to catch him moving. And he's like, I'm going to stay right here, sir. I'll be out (laughs) later. (laughs) That was
2: was not good. You didn't shit for like four days, did you? Yeah, I just couldn't (laughs) fucking. Crafting my stomach was like about to explode. I don't know what the fuck happened. I could just see him
0: (laughs) like that. And I'm like, fuck. I'd just be walking. I'd walk a little bit. Then I'd just lay there for a while. Well, when I shot my, he climbed over there and. We're 13,000 feet, right? It's not easy terrain, and I shot that fucker about as far away as, I mean, I don't know, it was a mile from here or something, and yeah, you got to, it's, you would, You stayed on top, though, I guess, yeah. and you came over. over around this around the top. Side hill, but it was rough, and you got over there, and I was like, hey, I'll, I'll cut it up, you just sit there. Normally, he wouldn't have that, and he just... Sat there and gave me moral support. I'm like, man, he's got to be in pain. When you he, weren't, when you killed it, I was like, fuck yeah, dude, you, you killed this thing. And I'm like,
2: so we're we gonna pack this out tonight. You're like, no, I think we're gonna wait till the morning. I'm like, fuck. Oh <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, lord. Well, we had we went back in with seven days. We were supposed to go to Montana, and and I had basically a couple different bucks picked out. There was another one that lived with that one. They're both older deer, and you killed yours on the sixth or seventh day. So that poor bastard had to stay with me till I finally got it done. And then I missed that buck the last day we were in there. Uh, I was above it. I don't know, you're a mile from me or a thousand yards. And I'm literally, he sends like smoke signals. He sends something on the inReach. It took like 10 minutes to get it. And it's like, dude, you're right above it. And these are, you saw the cliffs in that video, The the very top of those cliffs. I'm in the top and I'm on this, these fucking peregrine falcons are dive bombing me. There must've been a nest and the wind's blowing and I'm on this knife edge ridge and I'm like, I don't know where that, so I, I spotted like that much of its hoof and I just had six cents. It didn't blow up from wind in me. It blew out to 40, I guess I figured and I shot, shot right under it and crushed my fucking dreams. about cried on top of the mountain. It was depressing. So hopefully we don't have that happen this year. <laughs> that recurve will make you, what you, you, you messaged me, said maybe you should snap that thing and throw it in the woods <laughs> since it's made send of wood. it home, <laughs> put send it back it. with its friends. Because <laughs> yeah. it normally does not take that long with the the compound. But what all hunts do you guys have planned this year? Both both sides of the table.
4: Well, I don't have. A, I don't have to wait and see what I draw. In Colorado, just Kansas. I've drawn so far, and with him, he didn't really put in for anything just because being up there with football, it's all during hunting season. So. Um, that's all I have is Kansas playing right now.
3: Well, we always do our
4: antelope in August out yeah. there and chase them. We out. go antelope hunting out east. Got some private ground out
0: there. but Yeah. Do you got, Are you planning on being a resident of Colorado by yeah. then? Or? Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> I mean, I have the points built up in Colorado, and that's all I did this year. I didn't apply for any tags. Um, but it all depends on where I am. I mean, I'd like to do some sort of mule, of a mule deer hunt, whether it be like Nebraska or South Dakota or something.
4: Yeah. Um, We're not fortunate like you to have. Yeah. <laughs> But then, it's dep- months it- a year to hunt. <laughs>
2: <Yeah>.
0: <laughs>
4: it's amazing how that all worked out, isn't it? But I will be in Alabama. My daughter's going to Alabama. I got to have her there June 29th. She's going down there to school.
0: Oh, you see, soccer
4: scholarship, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So
0: since I haven't seen her since Christ was a kid, is she a soccer stud then? Mm-hmm.
4: How's yep. she how's she doing with that? Oh, she loves it. She's looking forward to going down there. I think they got a really good program and coaches are really cool. So.
0: That'll be cool. We, uh, the, uh, Alabama Brian, um, Broderick, he's like, I'll never forget walking down the hallway wearing his underwear, not exactly the peak of fitness. We just got done hunting. He's like, we're about to watch Alabama beat some fucking ass, Frank. <laughs> like the, the football pride down there is ridiculous. Oh, good God. You're in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh Lord. Do you have a boyfriend? Yes. She's scared shitless of you or? Joe? He well, joe he's got nah, i don't know he's, he's got an older got brother it. it's a freaking
4: linebacker at csu <laughs> oh lord i think yeah, he was more scared of tanner yeah than me but <laughs> 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 they've been dating for a year he's going to see you he's a nice kid Is he? but uh we'll see how that goes that's like tanner and he's had a girlfriend for Idiot. six years <laughs> <laughs> six, six years now but, oh, lord. Um, I hope she doesn't yeah. listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you got an elk tag? Where is it? It'll be yeah. here in Colorado.
2: It's a rifle tag. Okay. Wow. I've been stacking points for four or five years, and I just and finally decided to to cash them in. Basically,
0: we were trying to figure out like who's hunting where, when, and film and everything else. Which we suck at filming our hunts. It's pretty bad. This will be better. Yeah. We the, just got some pimped out. Yeah, cameras. Shit. And, but yeah, we're.
2: It'll be redneck for sure.
0: Yeah, That's I just basically filmed every night of misery on my deer hunt. Like I turned the GoPro on, it's like, ah, I fucking missed one again today. See you guys tomorrow, eating a meal. And then finally, f- Frank was there and filmed it from a distance when I shot it. But we the, the elk hunt worked out because we were going to Alaska and we're going to bow hunt with it for elk or whatever. So that like fit perfect. And hopefully it doesn't snow and, and Frank can shoot. So that, I mean, you're probably, what are you comfortable with for on an elk, probably with your rifle five six hundred yards yeah so that helps out significantly right <laughs> so but it's it's not too it's um uh, so I mean we'll be in pretty good shape or whatever as far as that goes but I saw uh, a
4: bunch of them coming out of there this year I was yeah. in, I was in the uh, I was in the one mm-hmm. next to it this year and they were all coming out of there drinking go right back up like, dang it yeah but uh yeah Tanner and I we started filming when he was 11 years old and we got a lot of footage and there isn't anything you'd want to publish yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well that's kind of part of
0: the problem with it too right is you'll have a demographic that would love it more than anything and then you're gonna get some fucking hate mail and um, well I mean shit just happens when you hunt and people hide some stuff and I get it or make it look like it's what it's not and Frank aren't really and I aren't very good at that so it's generally posted exactly like it happens like we are not uh we're not posting Donnie Vincent type <laughs> yeah <laughs> theatrical films we're more of the everyday joe type of yeah and i'm not a poet and neither is frank so as far as whipping up a serenade about the hunt pretty much is out of the question so we'll see if people like it i posted a photo i think we shot 17 a 17 there's a fucking like z71 pickup pull full of deer and we were standing on a toolbox loading yeah. them right it was pretty redneck yeah yeah i got a lot of hate from that photo <laughs> not good but have you ever hunted down there you guys down south Mm I We're never had. Uh, mother of death. Christ, those fucking deer are cracked out. Like like they come in looking up the entire time. And I'd say out of what eighty percent are shot in the spine. And we aim low. Like right. I, how many did you shoot in the spine? The first trip, quite a few. <laughs> <The> second <laughs> trip I started aiming a lot lower. <laughs> yeah. That's how the
1: deer are in Maryland too. Bad. Right? Yeah. Just because well, everybody feeds them down there, so they come in and
0: they're coming on feeders and next thing you know, the first thing you do is look up. Well, they legalized corn this year, so we're gonna make it rain when we're down there, I'm sure. But because that doe, they like 50 does off the property, 40 does. So, but like Frank did never hunt in a tree stand. Now keep in mind, well, Frank, which we told us for full on pulmonary edema and hiked out on his own, almost fucking died, right? Cliffs, no problem. Frank gets in that tree stand, never been in one. I wish I would have filmed it. Fucking scared, shitless, knees tucked in he's like this holding on to the tree <laughs> they put me in this fucking super tall
2: tree stand and on the backside was like a, a downhill slope and I it wasn't very tall not nah
0: it was know, fucking <laughs> up there, you gotta
1: go and on hunt <laughs> one of his stands out in Kansas because those takes are 30 <laughs> feet you talked to the wrong guy I used
0: to say he hangs in my you were probably 18 18 feet um and uh everybody we have presence of greatness Mike we'll be out in a minute man sorry just give us a few minutes we got Mike Duplan coming on next after this but uh Right, 18 feet? Well, I told you guys the last,
2: I think this year when I went, I was like, dude, you guys know I didn't stand up one time when I shot out, out of this fucking tree stand. I shot them all sitting. <laughs> I just couldn't treat myself to stand in the tree stand. Uh, just hope it doesn't I come took, on the right side of the tree. <laughs> yeah,
4: exactly. I took my wife when, in the late 90s when we met to film for me. Yeah. And my I usually hunt pretty high, like 30 feet. and literally she's like this the whole time i'm like (laughs) how you gonna run that camera (laughs) that never worked oh Uh, lord and tanner his first time when he was 11 12 you know you talk about shooting hitting them high i don't know how many his first three or four deer were all the deer and the arrows up here (laughs) (laughs) Uh, good lord like aim lower yeah no well yeah it's hard too out of
0: a tree stand it's just it's Different. I mean, it's a different type of.
1: It's definitely not easy going into hunting his stands because you know he's six. What are you, six two, six three? So his legs are a lot longer than most. Yeah. So you're, you know, got all your clothes <laughs> on. You're trying to get your leg up by your chest, and it's like it does not go well. Uh. Because it's just screwing stuffs going into the trees. Yeah, you have got a little
2: more used to it now yeah i shot all of mine standing i think this year
0: One only thing you gotta worry about down there is <laughs> yeah. pull well, the that, that first tree stand i'm like can i get a can i get a harness no nah, you're good
2: man i'm like what the
0: fuck? <laughs> that's bad we get yeah. i don't wear a harness no yeah. none of us we need to we get hate mail for it all the time but the uh we did i did give you my well, harness after, yeah, the <laughs> second time like i think i'm gonna need that harness dude i do have a harness we just <laughs> i don't put it on very
4: often have you are well, falling out well, if i forget my harness uh now, I had a tr- uh, loggy bayou snap out from underneath me one time, <laughs> oh, Jesus. and I was hanging there on yeah. a tree. So I put my feet on the tree, pulled my bow up because it was tied to my belt loop, yeah, and just sat there like that. This and <laughs> this was in Maryland, so <laughs> and that was a long time ago. So I've always worn a safety harness ever since that tree stand broke. That was um, old safety belts too at that time. Yeah, like, that was just yeah. around your waist. But we had my plat
0: the bottom platform kicked out with you and so thank god for body strength the fucking platform fell so i'm they're coming i don't want to get made fun of so it's a male pride thing so i got the top part i'm hanging from because it's a you know it's not a sit and climb it's a whatever you call that a hand climb right. so i'm hanging from the fucking thing like 18 feet up thinking huh if they pull up and i'm hanging here i'm never they're gonna take pictures of me and shit so i <laughs> coon my way down right and then got with out with the top still up there I'd right, the probably sit on and i got to the bottom hooked it up and then cooned my way back and then remember how bad i was sweating if <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> i like, literally with 15 seconds to go hit the bottom and i i had cold weather gear on so i was pissing sweat and then i i fessed up to you guys fairly quickly what happened but yeah, yeah it was ugly and that, there was no harness on for that either i probably should have <laughs> <laughs> but yeah oh lord well yeah, that's a good thing to
4: have when you, uh, are you, are you using, what are you using for tree stands now or just whatever? I use a Climax tree stands. You like them? I really like them. They, they sold out. I don't know who bought them, but they go on, you know, cause in Kansas, all the trees are crooked. So it has that triangle on the bottom. Yeah. You know, you mount the thing and then you pull it up and put yeah. that triangle in and they're so sturdy. Um, that's about all I have. We're running
0: lone wolves out there for the most part in Alabama but you can climb. They're all straight trees. It's pretty easy. But like in uh, Oklahoma, which he didn't go to, there's a bunch of you know, ladder stands. They're pretty dumb deer, so you get away with a lot. But uh, the one ladder, Broderick dropped me off, and his last words were, my buddy's about 220. He made it up there. You'll be fine. Well, they didn't have a fucking bar going out in the middle. <laughs> That's that, I shot four does in like 30 seconds. <laughs> But ice was so high up there, I put had another ratchet strap in my pack. I hooked it on because that thing was bowing like three feet in the middle, and I'm like, man, my fat ass is gonna die. But it's crooked trees, so there's nothing to hook to in the middle. So
4: right, yeah. Tanner shot one one year in Kansas in a out of a ladder stand. We don't hunt out of much, but this place you really couldn't get a stand in, and the chain was all loose, and the middle thing didn't hit the tree. Yeah, you know. But this yeah. buck came in and he said it, his <laughs> knee was shaking and the whole stand was shaking. He could hear the chains shaking. He ended up killing it, but.
0: Yeah. Oh, Lord well cool well we should probably wrap this up because we got I got to do a podcast with Mike and still finish doing everything with you so I do appreciate all you guys coming on and uh and, as well as everything you've done Tony I I don't uh, thank you enough by the huge help and everything especially shooting I pretty much look identical to you now but since you don't come out in public or have an Instagram page not as many people probably know who you are as it should <laughs> I'm not well, exactly st- think you were thrilled about doing this podcast. <laughs> when I retire, I'll, I'll get an Instagram page. I had to get him to come in by.
1: Oh, he's just gonna come in. He just wants to talk to you. <laughs> oh, you had to no, lie I to didn't him. tell him about the podcast.
0: <laughs> 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 oh shit!
4: Feel better after a cup of coffee. I'm awake now. Anyway, Yo, I yeah, you should come back, man. I think there's a lot of people that
2: want to hear about target archery and and yeah, all your expertise.
4: Put some prompts out about. I mean, the new TRX 38 that Matthews has. I mean, best bow I've ever shot, and, of course, Tanner, too. I really like them, And that new Vertex they came out with is amazing. The hand shock. Have you shot one of them yet?
0: Yeah, well, Levi had the prototype in Alberta before they came out, you know, so I got to shoot it up there with him. So That that whole
1: switch weight mod thing is, like, really cool. I
0: kind of like the way that works. Yeah. Without
1: having to switch lens to get a different weight.
0: Yeah. Yeah, he he was, like, he couldn't have it talk about it yet, you know, or whatever, but... They had seen me shoot and thought that was pretty good. And then Levi showed up and he, like, 80 yards out shooting Copenhagen lids, and they were like, "Is he good?" Because they don't really know. And I'm like, yeah, the like best, "Arguably the best, best the ever yeah. shoot right up uh, 3ds for sure." <laughs> you know, so yeah, he I don't like a lot of those outfitters up there don't know. Like Gary guided Pete Shepley, and Gary's Pete Shepley's like, "Hi, I'm Pete Shepley," and Gary's like, "Cool." <laughs> no idea who Pete Shepley <laughs> is. I'm like Gary. He's like pioneered a lot of this stuff. He's like, is that is that a good? Is he important? I'm like, if I could just go get him a sheep. Good luck. <laughs> but I just didn't know. So anyway, well, cool. I appreciate you guys coming on. But I definitely have to get you guys
4: on again. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks a lot. Invite to hunt always available. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right. Uh-oh.